0: You're listening to Imagine Air Theatre. These are stories of the world as it might have been. The world as it could be. Sometimes inspiring tales. Sometimes cautionary tales. I'm your host, Terry Phillips. Imagine that you are a police officer who must arrest a family member accused of breaking the law. It's an ethical dilemma. A conflict of interest between professional duty and personal loyalty. Which is the higher obligation? Our story is called, My Brother's Keeper.
1: Tomorrow, this bulldozer I'm standing on breaks ground. Pendleton Plastics starts building their factory
2: right here in our neighborhood.
1: And what happens next? Plastic fumes pollute our air? Toxic runoffs contaminate our water? Pendleton makes the money, and they dump their garbage on us. Are we gonna let that happen? Are we gonna let them destroy our neighborhood? Kill our town? This is our moment. It's time for action. We have to stop them now. Stop Stop them them
3: now.
0: now. Stop Stop them now. them now. 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 Stop them
2: now. Chief Graves. Sarah? Mama, are you okay? Is Isaiah with you? No, of course he's not with me. I'm at work. I'm worried. He went out
1: hours ago, and he had that look, you know.
2: Mama, I told you, don't use this line for personal calls. Use my cell phone.
1: You never answer that.
2: I promise I'll answer if it's you.
1: But what about Isaiah? He told me he'd be home for dinner. I'm worried about him.
2: I know. He's 18. Teenagers don't always do what they're supposed to do. You did. (laughs) <laughs> My brother isn't me. You were always such a good child. <sighs> He'll be fine, Mama. Just try not to worry. Hmm, like I could. Chief? Mama, I have to work now. We'll talk later, okay?
3: Okay. Come on soon, child.
2: Yes,
4: Sergeant? They brought in the guy who organized their trouble at the Pendleton site. I have the preliminary report.
2: That was quick, Kajansky.
4: Well, uh, haven't charged him yet.
2: Why not? I don't want this guy getting off because we didn't do everything by the book.
4: I recognized him, and uh, I thought you'd want to handle this personally. What? Hey Carter, bring him in here.
2: Isaiah.
1: Hey, sis.
2: Oh my god, Kajanski, take those cuffs off him.
1: I'll just wait outside, Chief.
2: Isaiah, I never thought-
1: You never thought it was me? You don't know me anymore, Sarah. How could you? We never see each other. You're never around for dinner. Man, it's always just mama and me.
2: You know I've had to work even harder since this promotion. That's why I haven't been around.
1: Whatever. You don't know me.
2: No, I don't. Not if you're someone who could break the law like this. Do you have any idea how much trouble you're in?
1: Do you have any idea how many toxic chemicals Pendleton is going to dump?
2: Criminal trespass.
1: Benzene.
2: Property damage.
1: Formaldehyde.
2: Inciting to riot. What?
1: Not a riot. It was a peaceful protest. Until your head-busting goon squad showed up. You shouldn't believe everything you hear.
2: How did you get all those people there anyway?
1: Social media. That's the power of the people now.
2: The people already decided to let Pendleton Plastics build that plant.
1: That wasn't the people. That was the city council. Even gave Pendleton a tax break. For what? So they could poison us?
2: The plant is going to create 200 new jobs. You know what this means to this town.
1: That's corporate math. 200 really means two. After they poison this neighborhood, they'll automate that plant and move on. By the time the cancer rate goes up, they'll be long gone. And that's if everything goes right.
2: Well, what do you mean goes right?
1: When something goes wrong, that's a fire or an explosion. It's called a catastrophic, cat-ass-trophic event. 150 of them happen in America every year. That's what's coming our town.
2: That plant will be perfectly safe, Isaiah. Weren't you at the city council hearing? It'll be modern, not like the old days. It's going to have all kinds of filters and uh, fail-safes that'll neutralize everything.
1: Like it was safe in all places they've already poisoned? All in poor neighborhoods are neighborhoods. Also, people can have plastic six-pack holders and soda bottles.
2: And personal protection equipment for me and my officers in every... You think that's
1: what they'll make? Maybe at first, as long as it's profitable, but then afterwards...
2: That's not what the plan, says.
1: Oh, no, you're reading from their playbook, sis. But I guess that's what comes from selling out.
2: What do you mean, selling out? I am proud to be serving my community.
1: Your community or the white community?
2: Don't you disrespect me. Not after how hard I worked to get where I am. The youngest belief chief this city ever had. I took enough bull on my way up. From guys who thought this job should have gone to them, or at least to someone who looked like them. I don't have to take this from my little brother too.
1: I'm not your little brother anymore. I'm a grown ass man. You will always be
2: my little brother. The one I took care of while mama was working three jobs to keep us fed Yeah, and...
1: yeah, you always bring mama into it. When you want to shut me up.
2: You mean like when I wanted to get you out of the principal's office? I never understood you. You were such a smart kid, but somehow you became a troublemaker.
1: Troublemaker. That's anybody who don't lie down. John Lewis called it good trouble.
2: I took an oath to uphold the law and now you... White law? The law is supposed to be the same for everybody. (laughs) You don't have to tell me it doesn't always work the way it's supposed to. That's why I joined the police, to try to make sure the law works for us too. The law is supposed to protect people.
1: So? You gonna protect society against your little brother?
2: Isaiah, I'm not sure what I'm gonna do now. But whatever happens, you have to promise me you'll never do anything like this again.
1: Again? I'm not done doing this now. You can't send me to my room anymore, sis. So I guess you have to send me to jail.
2: This isn't funny, Isaiah.
1: I'm dead serious. I want to go to jail. This cause needs publicity. Dudes like me get arrested all the time. Never makes the news. Nobody ever hears the story, but oh, police chief's brother arrested... Now that tweet's going to go viral.
2: Kajanski, w- with me please.
1: <laughs> so is this the good cop, bad cop routine? Which one do you think you are, KJ?
2: You will not disrespect the sergeant. Nah,
4: it's okay. Zay and me, we go back a long way. I was dealing with his back talk when I was coaching him in basketball.
1: Yeah, you were hard-ass then, too.
4: Yeah, you had trouble with authority back then, too.
1: I stayed with the team because it made my mama happy. Guess she thought you were like a father figure to me. Never had one for real. Sarah got that. Sarah got to have the good dad. Even if he was dead. Cut it out, Isaiah.
2: That's all right, Kajinsky. Let him talk.
1: I mean, it's true. Even dead, it felt like your dad was still around. You had that picture of him with mama on their wedding day. Hell. And she'd talk about him. What a good man he was. How he got killed by a hit and run just walking home from work. Man, cops never caught the guy that did it. That another reason you joined the cops, sis?
2: You were always smart. Yes. I wanted to be able to get justice, even if it was for some other family.
1: See, KJ? That's what the good dad gets you. Inspiration. I asked Mama once if I could see a picture of my dad. She didn't even have any.
2: He wasn't around long. I don't really remember what he looked like. I barely saw him when he and Mama were together. And then he was just gone.
1: I asked Mama about him, but she'd never say much. Just said he came and went. I was a little kid. I thought he sounded like Santa Claus.
2: A Santa Claus that left you as a gift? Mama saw you that way.
4: Did you see Isaiah as a gift, Chief?
2: <laughs> Not at first. I was just starting to have a life of my own when you came along. I was 14. I was going out with my friends, hanging out after school, and then you came along, and I had to come straight home after school to watch you so Mama could go to work.
1: Oh yeah, I know. I ruined your life.
2: <laughs> it wasn't all bad. You could be kind of fun. When you were little, you'd it up Mama's life. She'd come home dead on her feet, and the minute she saw you, she'd be smiling and telling me I shouldn't let you run around in those shorts when it's cold. She was always buying things for the baby. Hell, when you were six, you were still the baby.
1: When I was 16, I was still
2: the baby. (sighs) Christmas time was Isaiah time. You always got the most stuff.
1: Nah, you got the big stuff. I remember those boots you got.
2: I remember having to put on those boots to go outside in the cold one Christmas Eve, because you woke me up telling me you'd seen Santa Claus and we had to go outside and see. I was afraid you'd wake up, Mama, if I didn't take you to see Santa.
1: I guess I was about six. Still believed in Santa. I was sure I'd heard him coming to deliver presents. Only a sleigh at a motor.
4: That's a city Santa for you. I
2: had to get all bundled up so we could go out to the vacant lot across from our house. Nothing there but a pile of trash bags.
4: I saw Santa deliver
1: him. What? what? I was lying awake waiting for Santa. I heard the motor. I looked out the window. I thought, hey, maybe Dad had come to visit me. Or maybe Santa was bringing me presents, I don't, I don't know, I, I looked and, hell it wasn't a car or a sleigh, it was a truck. I saw two men get out, I thought maybe one of them was my dad, maybe he was helping Santa. Then they started throwing stuff out the truck, into the vacant lot.
4: Funny way to deliver Christmas presents.
1: I mean, well our house didn't have a chimney. I figured this must be how the Santa delivered our presents. That's when I ran to get you, Sarah, so we could both get our presents.
2: I was so mad you dragged me out there to look at a pile of garbage. I just wanted to get back inside and get warm.
1: Yeah, that was the year I found out Santa delivers garbage to our neighborhood.
4: What is it, Carter? Yes, we got reports of shots fired. I'll tell her. Yeah, Chief, we have reports of shots fired at the Pendleton site. It's all over the local news, too.
2: I what have you done?
4: I didn't. It was a peaceful protest.
2: Well, I might have started that way. Sergeant, I, I want every available officer out there.
4: Right. And Chief, the mayor's on the phone. Doesn't sound happy.
2: Great. Just what I need. Okay, I'll take it in here.
4: You all jump at the sound of your master's voice. Shut it, Isaiah.
2: Sergeant, put him in the interview room.
4: We're not going to book him? You have to charge me.
2: You don't have any idea what that means. You're 18 years old. You'd be tried as an adult.
1: You can't shut me up. I...
2: Save your breath. Nobody listens to kids who make trouble. Even good trouble.
1: Sis, come on, you got to arrest me. Come on, Isaiah.
2: You said you took an oath to uphold the law. Move it. Hey, hey, you took an oath. Your Honor, I...
3: I want to know what you're doing about the riot.
2: My officers are already dispersing the crowd. The protesters have...
3: Protesters? I heard there was a shooting.
2: I can't confirm that yet. We've dispatched all available personnel to investigate and handle it just as... Well,
3: you better handle it. We don't want to have to bring in the National Guard. Did you arrest anybody yet?
2: Where? We're questioning someone.
3: Glad to hear it. These bastards made a lot of trouble for me. I've just had the pleasure of a phone call with Alex Pendleton. I had to talk him out of pulling the whole project. I understand. Pendleton invested a lot of money in this plant. He wants those anarchists shut down and these troubles to go away.
2: This was a peaceful protest.
3: It's not staying that way. You need to do your job, Graves.
2: Your Honor, I- Remember,
3: I supported your promotion to Chief. Don't make me regret it.
2: I've always appreciated your support, sir.
3: You were promoted over a lot of qualified men.
2: Qualified?
3: I took a lot of heat for that.
2: I was qualified. I am qualified.
3: You're where you are because I put you there. Don't let me down. I've arranged a press conference in my office for tomorrow morning. You're going to tell the media that you've arrested whoever is responsible. I understand. Your face is the one we need on camera. Telling them the police are doing their job. Keeping our town safe. Am I clear? Yes, sir. Good.
2: (sighs) Has left the scene... Police sources cannot confirm earlier reports of gunfire. In other news, the mayor's office says... Mama, I can't talk right now.
1: Sarah, I'm really worried. Isaiah still isn't home and this... Isaiah is here. He's safe. Oh, thank the Lord. There's all this talk about a shooting and more police going to that protest
2: and... Yeah, there is.
1: Oh, my baby's got a lot on her plate, huh?
2: Yeah, Mama.
1: Sarah, you can handle this. You're my strong girl. You always do the right thing.
2: (laughs) Mama, I don't know if I can.
1: I know you can. I have faith in my girl. You protect people, and you do what's right. You always have.
2: I have to go now, Mama.
4: you don't seem to realize what a spot you put her in. <laughs> Isaiah, do you know why I made you captain of that basketball team? Because I was a great player? You were an okay player. But there were other guys who could shoot better. Other guys who were faster. I made you captain because you were a natural leader with potential. The other guys respected you. you could have played better if you only worked harder.
1: Well, maybe I had other ideas. Maybe I didn't want to be just another black athlete. So? What happened to you? Maybe I just grew up. Maybe I got wise. Hey sis, so this is the formal interview now, huh?
2: Don't talk at me like a damned fool.
1: I never said you was a fool.
2: Don't talk like you're a fool.
4: Are you gonna
1: read me my rights? I thought you two always go by the
4: rules. If I always went by the rules, I would've booked you when they brought you in. I didn't, I brought you to her.
2: Isaiah, what happened to you? I was always so proud of you, always. Even when you got into trouble for starting a protest in your 5th grade classroom about Black History Month. Because you said it shouldn't be just one month.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty good.
2: And in 6th grade, you had to write an essay about the person you admired the most.
1: Nah, I don't remember.
2: I do. I read it so many times, I know it by heart. The person I admire the most is going to the police academy. To help people, to put the bad people in jail. You wrote that about me.
1: Man, I was a kid. What did I know?
4: Yeah, and now the mayor wants to know why her wise, grown-up little brother just started a riot.
1: I didn't start no riot. These other guys showed up, started yelling things. I'm telling you, they sent in outside agitators to make us look
4: bad.
2: Sergeant, I need you to get out to the Pendleton site. Let me know exactly what's happening there.
4: Okay, what am I supposed to do with him? Take him out the back door?
2: No. He's staying. Chief. You can go now, Sergeant. Thank you. (sighs) Yes, ma'am. Stand up, Isaiah.
1: Oh yeah. Let's go. So what are the charges?
2: We'll see. Get in.
1: Oh, come on. Don't look so sad, sis. This is where I always figured I'd be anyways.
2: Oh, Isaiah. When did you start seeing me as the enemy?
1: I guess when I found out the cops don't protect people. Not our people.
2: We do the best we can. And I always try to protect you.
4: How are
1: you going to protect me from the world? Cops are a part of the world. You know how they finally got through to me? That day I came home without the library book.
2: That was years ago.
1: I was 13.
2: You asked me to help you pay for a library book you'd lost so Mama would never know, and I did.
1: I didn't lose that
2: book. What do you mean?
1: That day I walked all the way up to the library to get a copy of this book I'd heard about. Between the World and Me. That is from a black father to his son. I sort of pretended it was my dad writing to me. I couldn't wait to read it. As soon as I got out, I ran out the library and sat right down on those big white marble steps and started reading about black bodies and how they can be destroyed. I never knew. Man, I was reading so hard, I forgot what you always taught me. Keep your eyes open. Always know what's going down around you. I didn't notice the white boys until they were all around me, jeering at the cover of the book, telling me my black ass was messing up those nice white steps. One of them grabbed the book, tore it, I went after him. Next thing, they were all swinging at me, and I was swinging at them. Man, but there were too many. Isaiah. Yeah, you never saw the bruises. I hit them. Somebody must have called the police. Yeah, when they showed up, the cops let those other boys go. The only one they kept was me. Shit, they was going to bring me here, but the librarian came out, told them I didn't start it, and I was the one that got beat up. Yeah, she was white. They believed her. They told me to go home, and i stay out of trouble.
2: Why didn't you tell me?
1: Hell, I was ashamed.
2: You didn't have anything to be ashamed of.
1: I let myself get jumped by a bunch of fools. Let myself get saved by a white lady. It felt like shame to me.
2: And you thought I was like those other cops.
1: Nah, you were never like them. But you were playing on their team.
2: Mama thinks you're safe with me. I was supposed to protect you.
1: Maybe you can't.
2: I never thought I'd see you on the inside.
1: From where I'm standing, it looks like you're the one on the inside.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming this morning. Chief of Police Sarah Graves has a statement to make about yesterday's disturbance. Chief.
2: Thank you, Mayor. Yesterday afternoon at approximately 5 p.m., A crowd of people gathered to peacefully protest at the site of the Pendleton Plastics Future Factory. Police officers responded to complaints about vandalism there. One window and a gate padlock were broken. Damages totaled approximately $200. News reports of a shooting turned out to be false. No weapons were found and no one was injured. We detained one suspect for trespassing and disturbing the peace in the interest of total transparency. That individual, Isaiah Graves, is my brother. Quiet please, quiet. The investigation is ongoing. Our initial finding is that this was a peaceful, legal protest, which led to some unfortunate incidents. No excuses can be made for that. Everyone has to accept the consequences of their actions. However, we have also learned that the protest was made in light of allegations concerning Pendleton Plastics' history. This includes toxic waste dumping in low-income communities throughout the country. And if these accusations prove to have merit, if Pendleton Plastics was attempting to perpetrate a fraud on this community, they will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. I have spoken with members of the city council, and they agreed to suspend construction until this matter is resolved. Mayor Barr will answer your questions.
0: Mayor Robert, Barr, Mr. Mayor Barr. Bar, Bar, there are three kinds of trouble, that which causes harm, that of no particular impact, and what the late John Lewis called good trouble, necessary trouble. He taught us that one is never too young to make a difference, to speak truth to power, and most important, to never give up in our quest to redeem the soul of America. You've been listening to Imagine Air Theater. Today's episode, My Brother's Keeper, was written by Carolyn Karofsky. It featured Jordan Raggio as Isaiah, Adrian Michelle as Sarah, Matthew Swern as Kajansky, Roz Brown as Mama, Paul Messenger as the Mayor, and Stella Valente as the news reporter. Casting director and dialogue coach Stella Valente, script consultant Mark Boyce. Our theme song comes from Roman Senek, with special music by Nicholas Gasparini, additional audio from Rack Rack Sound Effects. I'm Terry Phillips, inviting you to join us again for the next episode of Imagine Air Theater. If you like these programs and want to hear more, please subscribe, share, and support. Go to our website, ImagineAirTheater.com. That's Imagine Air Theater.com. It's all in your head.